Phil is a failed skydiver and a bear sometimes he runs. Ben's always traveling, an occasional beach bum. Phil talks a lot, Ben not at all. It's PHP Town Hall. Eye on off, he's a comic book fanatic Phil made pyro CMS, he's probably in a kayak Phil talks a lot, Ben not at all It's BHP Town Hall Random guests, alcohol BHP Town Hall Hey, welcome back to the PHP Town Hall Thanks for joining us for uh, episode 23 Today you have myself, Ben Edmonds, and Phil Sturgeon, along Hello. with uh, Jacques Woodcock and uh, Jordan Casper to talk about Vert PHP. So uh, welcome to the show, guys. Uh, let's start off with uh, Jacques. Tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Well, I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I've been doing PHP... Uh, I, I was given PHP a bad reputation since like uh, 2004 uh, and then started giving it a good reputation about, you know, three years ago. Uh, I full-time developer at Moontoast, um, major community organizer here in Nashville. And uh, uh, I don't know what to say about myself. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, cool. Jordan, your turn. Uh, yeah, so Jordan Casper, I'm also in Nashville, uh, which is where I met Jacques. Um, I uh, currently work for a company called Appentu. We're actually a front-end development shop, so I do almost all of my time um, on the front-end or sometimes in Node. Uh, I do really heavy JavaScript development working currently on a project in Angular. Um, but I have done uh, PHP full-stack development for... Oh, I don't know, about 15 years or so, starting with PHP 4, and uh, have done a number of uh, uh, little side projects in PHP. I helped with um, a couple of uh, open source projects in the past, and um, just excited to be here. Cool. I think you're the first person that's ever been excited to be here, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, I'm excited because Jacques brought me tasty alcohol. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean here like PHP Town Hall. I meant, you know... With alcohol. Explains it much better. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, you guys always like you in the same building. How did he, how did he bring you that? Uh, we are in the same building, yes. Yeah, he's at my house. Um, I don't know who let him in. Well, apparently you don't lock your front door. Note to everybody in the world. Uh, Please don't post my address. <laughs> so you boys, you're not very good at security then. Something you need to <laughs> you uh, sent a re you, You've already sent a pull request on Vert PHP. You should know. Uh, what did I, was that a readme change? I think I did something. Yeah, I, I think you changed like one word or something like that. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> As long as I got my name in there, that's the main thing. Um, just want to quickly say, uh, well done, Ben, on uh, on last week's episode. I think the best one we've had so far is the first one that I haven't been there for, so I'm not sure if that's a sign I should quit or what. It was expected. As a, as a groupie, Phil, I'm going to have to argue with that. You, you know, just please don't quit. Aw. But no, it's good. Um, I have often not really understood the difference between GPL and, and LGPL, and I think Don put it in a pretty good way. Did, did you guys listen to it? Yeah, actually, I finished it today. It was a great episode. Um, like, the, the, definitely the explanation over the licenses was... Um, I, I've never heard it explained that way, and it was perfect. So Yeah. Um, also, I learned a brand new phrase. Um, 
some, uh, I can't remember who it was. Um, David said, uh, used the phrase jumping the shark, which I've never heard before. You know, you guys know that phrase? That phrase is jump the shark, Phil. Jump the shark. Yeah. <laughs> no, no the, the phrase itself has jumped the shark. No, people have been using oh. that for like two years. <laughs> well, all right. I don't know that. I've only been in this country a little while. <laughs> you, I think that phrase started when you got to this country. Oh, okay. Well, Did I you, fucked up, but I love it. Do you so. not have happy days in UK land? Not enough that we start, you know, using popular <laughs> phrases in general day-to-day speak. Um, that's already, that's already it took 30 years. Are, are the biggest users of popular phrases in everyday speak? Uh, not from happy days, though. I think I've seen, like, <laughs> maybe half an episode. Um, which I was explaining to somebody the other day that basically we have five channels for the longest time back home that weren't uh, cable or whatever. Um, so if you've only got basic television, then you uh, have uh, BBC One and BBC Two, which are boring news all day, just fucking news and no one cares. Channel Five is usually shit documentaries that are completely false. Um, and Channel Five all day, every day is basically uh, Friends reruns. Um, they kind of switch between Friends and Cheers, then Friends, then Cheers, and maybe a bit Happy Days. And everyone loves Raymond. So if it's one of those four shows, I can kind of nick do it off by heart. But uh, anything else is, is different. I, I just got to apologize. No wonder you're a computer programmer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, that time at home, you don't want to be watching television. No. I <laughs> know. Um, so I also have to apologize. I'm running a little slow today because uh, last night was a big night. Leaving, leaving America this week. So I've had to do a lot of goodbye drinks with a lot of different people, which we is... We finally get rid of you. Wait, yeah. how, how long are you leaving? Um, I'm popping off to uh, I'm popping off for a month of traveling, going to South Africa for a conference and doing some other stuff, and then I should be back by the start of June, um, hopefully. Seeing how the visa goes. Cool. All right. Well, if you need somebody to marry, I can find you somebody. I guess. Are you offering your services? No, I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll we'll have to move to Utah if we're doing that. Oh yeah. 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 Can you, and I don't, does your state support that yet? Uh, same sex marriage. Uh, so uh, actually something just passed where they're selectively uh, allowing gay, uh, same sex marriage. Oh, okay. Well, so you're not too gay. You can get married. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. What, I have no fucking clue what that means. Selective same sex. Maybe you have to be a member of the, uh, the church and okay. gay. That would be my guess. <laughs> I, I you know, you can't be gay if you're a member of the church. So, you know, there's, yeah. the, there's that problem, head. right? <laughs> Uh, I may have brought us a little bit outside of our usual uh, talking points, I'll admit. Maybe a little. Yeah, so why are we here? All right, for PHP. Yes. So, yeah, guys, you two argue over who gets to tell me what it is. All right, uh, Jordan's not talking. I'll just take it. Uh, so Virch PHP is, um, for those from, from the Python world would know it as virt, um, virtual inf, right? So port it over to the PHP. So... Uh, it allows you to set up multiple virtual environments on your system. So you can have different pair and peckle extensions, and you can even um, uh, connect a, a vert PHP environment to uh, specific PHP builds. So if you wanted to test across multiple uh, PHP versions, you could do that as well. So in essence, what we're trying to do is replicate the benefits of a VM without having the overhead or resource consumption that a VM would give you. All right, cool. So is it, it's pretty much the same concept as a... Uh, I haven't used virtual inf, but I've used rbinf. Is it the same concept there? Uh, it's, it's a similar concept, yeah. Um, I don't think that... It, I, I'm not sure exactly how rbinf works, but it's not... Uh, 
this is a, a pretty close port of um, Python's virtual end, and I think RBM does some things a little bit differently, but it's a very similar concept. Yeah, yeah cool. I, think the main, I think the main difference is implementation for all of them, because uh, RBM and RVM are, RVM are both uh, both different. They're kind of the same thing, but implemented differently as well. So uh, while they're all kind of install multiple versions of a language on your computer and switch between them, I think there's like some different ways you can do that. Yeah, uh, and hopefully yours doesn't suck like all the Ruby ones. <laughs> hey, so Jeremy... Uh, Nicola just said that uh, stream doesn't appear to be available. The stream uh, isn't available. Yeah, yeah, that was old before we started broadcasting. Oh, good. Well, all right. Hey, when they take out the thing. Box on top of the thing. Yeah. He's Let me get back. Thing, fellas, give him a break. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so uh, back to virtual uh, vert PHP. Uh, the idea is that you can isolate everything that you need for your environment within your project folder, if you wanted, or any individual folder. So... Uh, your PHP, your PHP INI file, your Peckle extension, your pairing extensions, all those things kind of lock up into one isolated location um, that you can then switch between as you're working on different projects or wanting to test the same code base against different um, install bases. So, Ben, I was really interested to have a conversation with you around this because, um, as I mentioned earlier, you, you talked about on one of your show how you're kind of don't like even using VMs. Um, kind of the, probably the same reason I do. I'm on a uh, MacBook Air, and VMs take up like a ton of your RAM and a you know a lot of your space and whatnot. Um, yeah, it's pretty so, the same for me. I'm on an Air. I travel a lot, or I work from coffee shops, or just kind of weird places. So I'm on battery a lot. And if I run any kind of virtual machine, I'm looking at like half the battery I usually get, which is a pretty yeah. big deal. Um, plus, just the space. So you know, like to throw up a VM, it's a lot of space compared to just you know a PHP install. So I really like the idea behind virtual uh, PHP. I actually use kind of the a really shitty version that I'm in myself using Brew. So oh, yeah. I like I use Brew to install a few different versions, and then I just wrote this like ridiculous bash script to change all the links around. Oh, nice! So you know, I basically hacked together the same idea, but I use that every day, and um, so I really like this much better because I can actually separate it per project without just having to you know yeah. scratch a bunch of virtual links. So are you using uh, the mod PHP or are you using that as like the internal web server or CGI or how do you, how are you doing that? Um, actually, let me even see my, my setup's getting kind of ridiculous. So, one second. Let me look it up. Anyway, why don't you have a little look? I feel like it's a really good time for this stuff to come out because now that uh, PHP has got a built in server, it's, it's so much more useful to be able to do that, you know, because if you look at the, the options you've got, like with Vagrant, you know, you can run VMs and that's the, the full-on solution. Uh, or you've got uh, VirtualM, which kind of sits in the middle now, or you have um, something like MAMP. Uh, and if you, if, if PHP wasn't able to run its own servers and, you know, virtual uh, PHP wasn't around, the only other option you've really got is, um, like, you install as many different versions as you can uh, with MAMP and then, like, change the version and restart and that just, you know, it's a pain in the ass. So being able to use virtual PHP, uh, PHP with built-in servers is a nifty little solution. Yeah, yeah. So it, it it definitely like is for the developer who has to deal with multiple code um, bases, right? So multiple uh, configurations, um, freelancers, or you know, which should be a lot of people, right? I mean, most people. Uh, Anyone that's working on more than one project, like not just their day job and maybe something else, is probably having to deal with 
with different things. And sometimes you can upgrade to the latest version of a Peckle or something, and sometimes you can't. You know, it, there should always be different config. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think um, uh, even even the people who worked like solely on like are. So I wrote an article in PHP Arc, and I talked about like this my this evolution of like a PHP developer where you start off where you're doing like small projects on shared environments and then you work your way over to like full stack projects and you have to worry about all that shit. Right. Um, but even, even the people who are on shared environments, you know, probably can get benefit out of the, what vert PHP would bring to the workflow. Um, uh, because they're, they're, they're dealing with like, yeah, they picked their one particular host, but there's a good chance that they're going to end up, um, different hoses with different configurations. So, yeah. Ben, you found your stuff? Yeah, so what I'm actually doing is super hacky, is I just have I have Apache running with PHP, and I keep all my stuff the same and I just switch out the SOs, so I have two SOs, and then I just link to it yeah. for Apache and so I just switch out that link between the two. Oh, cool. So you're, you're not really dealing with any of the extensions either at that point, or are you compiling them with your... But they're completely separate, so they're in yeah. separate folders, so I yeah. have to compile them all separately. Yeah. Wow. You dirty bastard. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, the, inter- the thing with uh, PHP, if you've got different um, PHPs um, compiled, you can actually, when you're creating an environment, assign it to a different PHP binary. So if you've already got that all set up, you know we can just act as the switch for you, in essence. Does it have any support for um, Apache type stuff? Like, I don't even know vaguely how that would work, but do you have to use the built-in server, or are there ways to tie into other things? So... Right now, we only work with the built-in web server and the command line um, uh, PHP. Uh, our next goal probably is going to be tackling the CGI uh, because CGI is done in sockets. So every request that comes in, a new instance is uh, spun up, processed, and sent back, right? Um, the problem you have with Apache, which is the main install of PHP, obviously, and like all other P- things with PHP, it's the most pain in the ass, <laughs> is... Uh, the, to, to, to do what we're doing, you have to restart Apache every time you're going to switch an environment. Um, and that potentially can cause some issues, right? Um, so we're looking... We're looking... Session, uh, all of your data and everything else. I'm just saying that that, that Apache restart is, is not small effort in terms of what you're gaining and losing. Yeah, I mean, so we're still we're still discussing that. I mean, in in essence, uh, doing a Apache restart when you're changing environments, I mean, that's what like a two minute thing at the most. Um, it's not that big of a timeline, and the benefits could be pretty big for developers. Um, and honestly, if if you're using it in a development state, um, you're probably not doing it very often. And if you're doing it in production, you're not doing it like maybe once every blue moon or something like that, right? Um, w- right now, the reason we haven't tackled it, one, is that the Apache is obviously the more complex of the multiple um, uh, SAPIs that they have out there. And because we're still trying to identify the workflows that we're trying to solve, with vert php right so the initial thing was from the developer standpoint i have four projects that have four different configurations uh, potentially four different versions of of uh, uh php installed and i need to quickly jump between them so that was like the first thing that we wanted to tackle and i, I think we've we've done that um, pretty well nice 
Um, Jordan, how did um, Vert PHP come around? It was like a hack project at a conference somewhere. So uh, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with Ben Ramsey. He's the the third musketeer in this group and uh, isn't here today. But he um, he and Jacques were going to be working on something for the Nashville uh, Hackathon, uh, Hack Nashville. Uh, let's see, that was October of 2012. And... Uh, I completely clung on like one of those little sucker fishes that latches itself to a shark, you know, uh, and said, this is an awesome project and I want to work on it. But that's how I got involved. But yeah, we all live in Nashville currently and uh, um, we were all attending that, that hackathon and it was something that was just out of the box and, and, and uh, you know, not just another web app and, and was uh, interesting. And we hacked out... I would say we probably hacked out about 80 to 90% of it that, uh, I don't know, 24 to, to 48 hours. Um, and then we've been just tinkering with it ever since time from time to time and have finally got it to a stage where we're, we're fairly comfortable uh, putting it out in alpha and, and letting people interact with it and, and see what they can, what they can do with it and uh, tell us what they want to do with it so that we can uh, develop that roadmap. Cool, man. Um, I think I remember after it came out, after the hack project, I uh, saw the website through Twitter somehow um, and quickly had a little play with it. And I was like, hey, everything seems to be broken. And I think Ben Ben or Jack has just kind of replied being like, dude, don't use it yet. It's completely unready. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we... Uh, not, not even close to me. Yeah, we, uh, we, we launched it at the, uh, uh, at, at the present- presentations in Ben's... Um, you know, uh, just so we had something to present, put up the website, and somehow somebody following Ben found it and then dumped it on Reddit. Ah, uh, that was it. Yeah, yeah. And then of course, all hell breaks loose, right? So <laughs> I always find that people on Reddit, Reddit have really, really calm, uh, collected, constructive feedback, and they just want to help. Is that what you experienced? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I noticed two things uh, when you. When you involve the PHP community, the, the majority of what you get is that you're a dumbass and why are you doing this? And then uh, and then you add Reddit to it and then it's like, you know, I'm going to come over there with an axe and cut your head off because you're a dumbass. Uh, no, no, don't let me, let me, don't let me paint the PHP community like that. The PHP community is awesome. I love the PHP. Jump in the shock a bit there. <laughs> I think it's uh, <laughs> I think it's programming in general. I I know there's seen much difference between the communities. There's always subsets, but programmers are assholes, especially programmers on Reddit. So, I just yeah. think that the PHP community has so many people that, in absolute terms, you have a lot of assholes. But in terms of percentages, like honestly, the PHP community has some of the nicer folks that I've seen, and 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 the and I've been a part of the Java, the Ruby, the Python and the, and the JavaScript communities, and mm. uh, by percentage, the PHP community is much more welcoming of of new people, in, in my experience. So, are you okay with going on record and saying that JavaScript people are assholes? <laughs> I did not say that. That's what I heard. Uh, I, implied I, at some level. I'm just. <laughs> <gonna say> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think most of the uh, if you go to RP uh, RPHP or R Python or any of those. You've got a bunch of assholes on there regardless. Um, it's, I, I think we have, yeah, seeing as we have one of the largest communities, we do have a lot of, lot of uh, inexperienced people that have just learned how one single framework works. And as soon as they learn that one framework, they are then empowered and part of a group and get to shout at everybody else that uses a different framework, which is uh, a pain in everyone's ass. But we have a lot of those, but at least people care. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a way positive. That that's some positive spin right there. Are you sure you're not PR? <laughs> I was trying to find. <laughs> I was trying to find a positive uh, positive way to end that instead of just being like bitches be crazy. Um, so. <laughs> I don't know. I get a little tired of the. That's the, the film we know and love, right? <laughs> uh, I get a little bit. Have you noticed that over the last, uh, I'd say, month, the PHP drama seems to have calmed down in general? Um, I, I I lost my shit and kind of screamed at Paul and Taylor, and uh, yeah, I haven't and seen they both stopped now. They both stopped. And they're being good. Sorry, Ben. I haven't seen anything from Paul in a while. So well, yeah. Paul's been Paul's been busy finishing his book. So good. Uh, which I think is actually done. So. Find him up and put him in a room, sock in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Paul, Paul's, Paul's, look, Paul's in Nashville as well. So obviously I'm going to play favorites here because I get to drink with the guy. <laughs> uh, I love having arguments with Paul because nobody challenges you like Paul does. Yeah. And, uh, you, just, yeah. you just have to be ready for a fight. That's all. No, no, it's, it's not a fight. It's just you've got to be ready to defend yourself, yes, because uh, anything you say will be questioned from syntax to uh, substance, um, but that just makes you better as a person, right? So hopefully that's at least what's coming out of the arguments between the two of them. Yeah, when we were in uh, Sunshine PHP and uh, Paul was there and with, with a bunch of other people having some silly argument about something, I think me and him got in a conversation about whether the Atkins diet was good or bad. Um, and I pointed out that... Um, uh, that Paul was the only man in the room that can kill somebody from about 200 feet away. So we should probably, <laughs> he's probably right just for that alone. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sorry. Sorry, sir. There, there's so, always uh, that too. Is, uh, once you meet someone in person, you can have a much better dialogue. Yeah. So before I met Paul in person, he always came off as a bit of the pompous ass. Once I met him in person, I realized that he just has a lot of OCD. And so that explained a lot. Hmm. Um, I think most people, when you meet them, you can then put their tweets in, 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 you can kind of put it all into context a little bit better. Um, people say yeah. the same thing about like, uh, listening to comedians podcasts. If you go and see their show, you might not necessarily like them. If you try listening to their podcast a little bit and then you go back and see him, you, you suddenly understand a bit more about where they're coming from. And people have said the same about me. Like people have said that they read after meeting me, they read my tweets in my English accent. And then I don't sound like such an asshole anymore. They're just like, yeah. Oh, I, I get a point. That's the beautiful thing about being English, isn't it? You can really say anything and it still sounds like we're having a cup of tea on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, I get away with a lot of things. I've, uh, I, think, I think when I uh, came to hang out in Nashville, I might have done, done similar. But you can basically say anything with an English accent and a smile and they're just cool with it. You say the exact same thing as me and you'll probably get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, so note to everybody who's watching, if you're hanging out with Phil, let him do all the talking. <laughs> Which happens anyway. <laughs> you had no choice in the matter, believe me. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, anyway, where the hell did we we, we got off track again? Most All right, so we got a question in IRC, which I answered there, but it, uh, it's worth answering here. Is uh, Mike Wells says, is there really a need for versioning in PHP? Because in his experience, he can use a newer version, and it pretty much always works. So I filled it in IRC, but I'll let you guys handle it here. Uh, well, you know, I think uh, I think Jordan responded immediately in IRC with the tweet to you, you know we're a new we're a new thing, so obviously we don't have a lot of ex, uh, examples saying yeah this shit is worth it or not. But uh, you know, uh, from workflow standpoints and my experience with PHP, I think it's I think it's worth it. You know, if you can if you have a code base that you've spent 
I don't know, 5,000 hours on building and you want to see if it's going to work in like two versions later of PHP than you're using, having a switch that does that for you. I think, one, I think a lot of people are would look at this and say, well, I don't run my code in multiple versions. And when I do, it's because I'm upgrading from 5.4 to 5.5 and stuff doesn't break. And the answer is great. But if you're providing a library or a tool that is that is going to be consumed by other developers that might be running 5.3 and might be running 5.4 and might be running 5.5, that's when you're going to have to worry about this. And that's when you start looking around for something because you get a report in GitHub that says, hey, your shit's broken in 5.3.2.7. And like Matthews was and, and on Twitter there, the link that I posted in IRC, and, and you realize, oh, I've got a test in that. How, how the hell am I going to do that? Yeah. And then you start trying to get a hack together like you did, Ben, and you try and figure that out. And and that's where something like this is 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 lacking in our environment currently and, and why it's been created by uh, by us now. Yeah. Uh, two examples you can use there is uh, one of them's piracy MS or something like that. If you have a if you have a tool or a component or a package, then you could theoretically just write a bunch of unit tests and trigger different builds on Travis and you can test it on there so you don't need multiple versions locally or whatever, but something a bit bigger like Pyro's EMS, we absolutely, we support 5.3 up to 5.6, which is a huge range. So being able to switch in between them is is really, really useful. Um, and the other thing is uh, dev versions. Quite often, um, like when uh, when Ruby releases a new version and it's, you know, 2.1 uh, alpha one, um, you probably want to install that alpha and play around with it, but you don't want to force upgrade with no way of going back down. So you want to have 2.1 alpha and 2.0 and then you can fuck around and see what happens yeah one use um that works for me in my daily life is most like side projects i do or just fun whatever it's going to be in 5.4 mostly just for shorter race syntax because it's <laughs> like my favorite thing ever for some reason it's six less characters but it changes my life but uh but all my work stuff is either it's usually between some version between like five and five three, and we have a lot of like old legacy coding router apps that just completely shit the bed if you even try like five two. Mm-hmm. So you know being able to change versions based on the project is a really huge deal. So as soon as you add like Apache support, I'm going to be like all over this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get there soon. You know, we also accept pull requests, so. <laughs> Um, the the, uh, the 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 thing that Jordan posted in IRC was actually pretty interesting. Um, uh, so uh, basically, what happened was uh, Matthew Turnland uh, had an issue with uh, uh, what was it? It was Travis. He was having a Travis job failed right in five point three point two seven. Um, and basically, what he did was he used Vert PHP with uh, PHP build and PHP inf um, to replicate that locally and found it instantly. And was able to resolve the issue you know that right there kind of just justified all the hours we put into it yeah and the the minor versions as well uh, sorry not minor versions but the patch versions. so if your code works on uh 5.3 in general but there's some bullshit error on 5.3.17 then being able to like go and find that is is pretty valuable yeah yeah no kidding and and you know if you have to spin up a vm for that i mean it's like vms yeah are awesome and i i love vms right for development purposes and whatnot and i'm actually a big advocate big advocate of vms if you've got the resources and whatnot but uh you to spin up a, a vm for that particular situation i mean that's you know 
even if you're using like puppet or something like that, that's potentially 30 minutes to an hour of your time setting it up and then having to configure everything and then run it. You know, I think that's, and that's, that's a, that's a next step, right? I mean, the, the whole point of something like this is that you can have a step approach where you say, okay, my Travis build failed. And it failed on, in, in Matthew's case, it was uh, 5.3.2.7. I'm like, okay, great. So it failed on that version. but And you see the log, you see exactly where it failed, but you can't fix that without being able to uh, write a nice test for it. You don't want to have to run your full Travis build to try and debug this one stupid thing. Having a stepped approach where you can say, okay, I'm going to try it on 5.3.2.7. Oh, yeah, I got it working. And you know, I wonder if this is there in 5.3.17 or whatever. Being able to do that quickly, and then if you can't find the issue, okay, maybe now it's time to say, okay, I need I need a full build of our environment with a VM to see if I can maybe it's related to something, it's related to Apache or it's related to to some other uh, piece of the of of the GearWorks there. But this gives you you know some little approach that you can just say, oh yeah, there it is, it's right there, fix it, not have to worry about it. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head when you kind of explained the multiple ways of doing it as well. I think um, a lot of the problem with um, less experienced developers, especially in the PHP community, is they want to try and find the one way in which they should do things and then always do it that way. Um, so they're always trying to work out if they should use MAMP or whether ZAMP is better. And then like once they find the yeah. new thing which is better, they do that one thing forever. And then, oh, Vagrant's good. Okay, I should use Vagrant for fucking everything. Um, I still have PHP built in. Um, I've used I've installed it via Homebrew. I've still got MAMP running, um, and I've still got. I use Vagrant for a lot of projects, and I basically just do whichever one I can be bothered to do at the time, or which one works best for the project. So yeah. I should always use a combination. Yeah. See, I I was uh, I was spending a lot of time setting up VMs and uh, and working on my development um, environments and trying to you know walk through all the different ways of doing that. And then I uh, have a startup called Sucretrend um, that we built again at a hackathon. Uh, um, apparently do a lot of shit at hackathons. Um, and uh, it's all built in Python. And what was really cool about that experience is the it was the virtual int and the virtual int wrapper, right? And it just made it so easy to isolate that whole fucking project into one particular folder. And then, and, you know, of course, going forward, you know, deploying with that is even easier, right? Python's different because the web server is, in, uh, is actually just an installed package. Uh, whereas PHP is all based in the, um, uh, it, it's a separate um, binary that you you have that's typically integrated with your Apache or CGI or some other shit like that. Um, so it's easier for Python, but the concept there of isolating everything into this particular folder, um, I loved it, you know, because I love isolating shit. Well, especially if you're doing it at hack projects, the last thing you want to do is go and do a hack project and get kind of drunk, and then you've upgraded your version of Python, and now none of your other bits of software work. <laughs> had that problem with uh, with Ruby a lot of times before I finally actually installed uh, installed RVM a couple of years ago, and it was you get into these stupid situations where like you install something, uh, you install some gem globally, and then uh, you work on another project that needs a newer version of the gem, so you upgrade it, and then you go back to your other project a couple of days or a week later, and like that version, um, th like because you've upgraded uh, gem A, there's some problem where gem B isn't compatible with gem A, and now you're just completely fucked until the author of gem B upgrades his gem as well. Like, it's just so awful. We don't have that problem with gems because obviously um, Composer installs locally, but you do get other similar problems with, like, I guess, peckles and stuff. You know, if you can install a peckle just in that folder, then that's going to make your life easier. Yeah, and that, exactly. 
that was really important to us right from the get-go, and and, and uh, Ben and Jacques were both on board with that pretty early on, that we had to uh, support a complete pair and impeccable environment along with PHP. It wasn't just the, the PHP binary, but it was that that full package system. You had to be able to, to have those things um, uh, contained and be able to say, okay, I've got, great, I've got, you know, PHP 5.3.27, but I need this version of, of whatever random library you're using, and, and that might be the issue, and, and it might be that in conjunction with 5.3.27. So that was pretty important right from the get-go, and um, that took some some uh, creative thinking, but uh, you know, we got that done. Again, I think we got like 80-90% of it that first hackathon day, and then I think I think the, the Peckle environment um, didn't didn't come for another maybe another month or so after we hacked on it for a, a weekend or something later on. Nice. I reckon whoever asked that question on ISC is like, yeah, all right, I get it. Thanks. <laughs> We've explained that it is very useful, even if you don't change versions very often. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, as PHP continues its maturity, right? So like, this is a long philosophical debate that I, obviously everybody's had, and you've had plenty of times on the show, right? It's that, you know, PHP came from this, this is a simple library for me to do web shit and see to this is actually a language with some like complex um, sign patterns to it. And it allows you to do some pretty amazing things. I think, I think uh, that part of that progression is to continue to, how do we make this tool, you know, more isolated and more robust and easier to move around and all those things. So I, I think it's, I, I think if we're able to accomplish long-term what we're wanting to accomplish, applying this to the workflow of PHP will just continue that progression of the maturity of the language. At least that's what I'm hopeful for. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm fairly confident that if you guys like, keep up the good work on, on Vert PHP in, in about a year's time, it's going to be one of those projects that's like Composer is right now, where just everyone's using it for, for a whole bunch of their work. Um, it's always the case that like these tools come out and then no one really knows what they are. And then three years later, they're like, hey, this awesome new tool is available. Like everyone's banging on about Vagrant and Puppet and stuff now. And they've been around since 2008 or whatever. But um, I'm pretty sure that Vert PHP is going to be the next big, uh, big tool for, for PHP that really kind of helps it progress yeah. out of the gutter. Where it's been. That, a lot of that is us getting these these uh, other little niches figured out, like we are talking about um, Mod PHP, PHP CGI, getting all these other types of, of, of ways that you can run PHP. Uh, Jacques was actually showing me a list. What, did Elizabeth show you that list, Jacques? Oh, uh, yeah, so Elizabeth was showing me that list. I've been uh, a tapped in, uh, talking to a, uh, Aurora Rose, Elizabeth, which I'm so bad with names, I can't remember her last name. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. Um, showing me all the uh, uh, sappies that they've got for PHP, um, which is pretty intensive. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll see if I can find the list where you guys are doing whatever you're doing. I've got yeah, this and that was and that was uh, like I said, that was that's one of those things that we're not going to cover that whole list. I mean, it's not going to happen. You know, we're by the way, if you are using PHP in some random way and you look at our code and you understand it and you're like, hey, I can write a wrapper for my the way that I run PHP. Please submit us a, a PR. We, we are really excited about getting more involvement from the community and a lot of this stuff. And and a lot of that's not just you know, implementing a, a new way through NPHP, but even if it's just a small thing, like, hey, there's this command that I think would be really helpful. Um, I well, think that this well, is I, not 
successful if it's just the three of us. I've got the list of sappies here if anyone's interested. Or, Jax, do you want to go ahead? I was just going to say that... Uh, hold on one second. There's two of you. Yeah, uh, my computer's dying. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I was going to say that... Uh, right. right. You good? I think so. I think so. There we go. How's that? Nice. Uh, I was going to say that we haven't turned down a PR yet, so... <laughs> Okay. Um, I'll fix that. <laughs> <laughs> so the list of sappies that I've got here, there's the ones that everyone knows about, um, uh, CGI, FPM, uh, the CLI, they're all different uh, different ways in which PHP can run. Um, but there's some seriously fucking strange ones in here. Um, uh, PHP, D, uh, PHP debugger was one we talked about uh, on episode 20, um, which is a cool way of running it on kind of command line, but with more tools. But there is also AOL server, um, Apache 2 filter, C Audium, uh, Embed Continuity, ISAP, Lightspeed, M Filter. Uh, there's one called Web James. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Roxon and Tux. Like, there's a bunch of others as well. Yeah. These are all different ways you can run PHP, and most people don't know what the hell they are. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, which is actually pretty cool. And I think, uh, it, to me, just on the outside, just learning about these, really. Like, so I'm continuing my research, um, see how to make convert PHP better and whatnot. But for me, there's a lot of promise in these SAPIs, right, for the PHP language in itself. And I'm kind of amazed that, you know, they haven't been as talked about or as used in, in doing other things with PHP as people are doing it, you know, as they're doing their other things. That's because they just don't care enough. They are lazy. I don't know. I'm blathering. I don't know. Um, we, can't, we, we can't say they're lazy. So, did you see this uh, Hippie VM? The, yeah, I actually want to talk yeah. to you guys about this. Yeah, Go so the Hippie VM just got released. It's PHP written on PyPy. That's not lazy. <laughs> that's that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a lot of work. Masochistic is what it is. <laughs> yeah, is it exactly. actually written on PyPy, or is it written uh, implementing some of the technologies of PyPy? Like, I, w- I thought they used some of the same stuff to develop. I understood it as a PyPy port. Basically. Yeah, that's that's what I understood as well. So the website makes it sound like it is a PyPy port. Right. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. I also noticed that you you'll be able to run uh, Python code uh, directly in PHP, or you can at least execute um, uh, Python files, which would be interesting. Yeah, so there's a bridge that they're that it's not done yet, um, according to their website that they're working on. It's a bridge uh, between uh, calling Python through PHP. Nice. Yeah. And that that often uh, there's a lot of stuff I do in Python because Python's just better at it, like image resizing, where I shuns it off to a, a background job. Um, it'd be interesting to just directly run things without having to shove Beanstalk in the way or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. That goes, that goes the other way too. I do a lot of JavaScript development and we do a lot of uh, obviously node development uh, in our world. And there's a lot of times where we've got some process that's already built in PHP. And so, uh, you know, we'll shunt that off to a PHP process using a, a node child process and then get back those results. But it, the, the, the point is there's all sorts of different ways that this can be executed and we'd really like uh, for that to be able to be tested. Because like something like um, uh, shunting off a process from Node, uh, from the Node server into PHP, that's something where it very much makes sense to be able to run it in different versions of PHP and be able to test uh, test that against, um, against any environment it might be in. So that, those are the kind of things we're looking to do moving forward. So I've got a bit of a bit of a switch in the direction of conversation. I guess we have started off already talking about hippie. Um, 
how do you it's not about vert php but it's kind of connected and you guys should probably have some good opinions um how do you guys feel about all these new kind of php but difference that are coming out um, obviously they're not all the same thing but uh hippie vm uh, um hhvm um and hack uh so obviously hacks a diff different language uh, that kind of runs on the same technology as hhvm it's like php with extra features so you can run php uh, on hack but you can't you can't run hack on php like how do you guys feel about all this stuff? Reddit's just been ablaze with, with this stuff. Well, I, 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 think, uh, I think choice is, is great in anything you do, right? So I'm, I'm a believer in capitalism in the purest form, right? It's like the, if you have competitiveness, you're going to end up creating a better product and ultimately a better product for the end user. Um, so I, I love the fact that people are doing all this. Um, I think for me... The concern has been, and I think this has been addressed a number of times by, in the community on a number of different shows, is the lack of specification around the PHP language, right? Um, and so what you're going to get is hippie VM versus HHVM, and all these people are going to interpret things most uh, much differently unless they actually comb the so source code to find out exactly what they need to compile, right? What yeah. What's actually being offered. Um, so that kind of concerns me with all these changes. But I, I think if you look at any of the other languages, um, having options in the, rent, uh, the, the runtime engine uh, makes them better. I mean, I, I think most other languages have at least one or two options that you can run. Hmm. Yeah, I, I would absolutely just echo that sentiment of, of having that choice is, is always great. And the thing is that, you, you know, you look at some of, you look at any 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 technical project and you say, oh, you know, it, it, this is how we did it and this is how it's done. And then people realize, oh, it's gotten too big, it's gotten too far. So you look at uh, uh, HHVM or, or you look at you look at Hippie and you say, oh, well, why why is Hippie necessary? Well, because they found something lacking in the tools that were available to them, um, and that happens all the time. You look at Laravel coming out of Codeigniter. You know, the the it's it's one of those things where like. You, he looked at coding editor and he said, okay, well, this thing that I wrote however long ago isn't really serving the purpose that I want, to, want it to serve anymore. And so I'm going to start over and try something different along the same vein. And, and having that choice is, is never a bad thing. If coding editor was working for you, you use coding editor. If you're finding it lacking, but you like the style, you know, you've got something else there. And, and I think it's the same way with these, with a lot of these virtual machine uh, yeah. Uh, systems. Yeah. I, I think we would have seen this a lot earlier if the, actually engine wasn't so tied into the syntax, right? So if we actually had a, a spec for um, interpreting the, the, the syntax into the binary to run in the virtual machine or whatnot, uh, I think we would have seen this a lot earlier, but I think we're finally getting to the point where people are willing to put the effort in themselves to interpret the syntax um, through the source code to make these things happen. I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a lot of fucking effort. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the biggest <laughs> problem that I'm seeing. Like, I've been following a conversation on, um, on internals that's been going on the last couple of days about PHP, uh, PHP uh, specifications, like you've been talking about. And um, it does, it's, as, as everything, there's stupid trolley bullshit on there, and there's a lot of backwards and forwards stuff. I think the second post, somebody introduced saying, like, Wait, on the internet, there's, there's trolling? Yeah, on, on internals, who thought? No, it was, it was crazy. It was like top level trolling bullshit. It was like crystal, crystal level. It was amazing. Um, the first post was saying like, you know, seeing as today, uh, HHVM, uh, sorry, uh, Hippie VM has been announced. 
um, it would be a really good time to discuss um, uh, PHP specification. Uh, we've discussed this many times before, but in the last month, there's been um, someone built a PHP JVM compiler, so you can like run PHP on the JVM. Somebody else built one. Um, you can run C libraries directly in PHP or the other way around. I can't remember. Like, There's loads of these things coming out. Um, and they're, they're all having to look at Zend Engine and, and having to look at the code of how the Zend Engine runs to work out how they should run if they want to be compatible. Um, so this person was started off saying, like, it would be great if we could uh, have a specification so that we can make sure that these new uh, implementations match the historic PHP implementation. And then someone screamed at him for using the word historic. And they're like, how is PHP historic? It's currently being used by this many people. And was like, oh, for fuck's sake, mate, come on. Um, so, <laughs> I have to say, Phil, uh, I don't think I'm ever going to get involved in internals, mainly because I listen to you talk about internals. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of smart people giving good input in that thread now, but there's also a lot of dumb shit happening. And what I also found really annoying about it was when you, before you're going to start on a big project, you have to find out if people are actually going to want the project, right? Like with the open source project, often it's for you. So you want the project, so you're going to put the time in, like you mm -hmm. guys did with uh, PHP. Um, but with this, uh, someone's kind of uh, somebody was asking if the uh, internals group would be okay with the idea of somebody starting down the road of developing a spec. We need a spec. A spec would be great, and somebody has offered to do it. But by offering their services and seeing if uh, the group would be okay with it, everyone just went, "Oh, just shut up! Why are you asking us? Just fucking do it already." Making a spec is going to take months. It's going to be the hardest thing that PHP's had to go through. And they're just like, oh, we'll just send us a pull request and let us know when you're done, you prick. Like, the whole thing needs to be very much different in how people go about it. But I would I'm, like I'm, I'm amazed that, like, one of these people who have done these VMs haven't actually taken their notes. Because they're not doing it line by line. They're writing fucking notes, right? Yeah. I'm shocked yeah. they haven't taken their notes and been like, boom, there's a fucking spec for you. Yeah, I think the guys behind the hippie VM are going to be some of the people that, that start doing that the most. Um, yeah. I've missed a lot of the posts, uh, but I think I think they're the same people, or at least they're, they're ready to help. Um, yeah. One of the guys behind the HOA project as well is, is uh, the guy. Well, I think that's, I think that's the thing. I, I think there's a lot of people willing to help. I think there's a lot of people sitting there willing to uh, uh, contribute to a spec. It just solely... If it's just listening to somebody who knows internals and writing down what they're saying, if that's yeah. what it means, right? And then converting that into a spec. I think there's plenty of people out there willing to do it. And, and with the recognition that this is going to benefit the language because what it's going to do is allow competition in the engine stand front, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's how other languages work, isn't it? I mean, Ruby, Python, Java, everything I can think of, they all have multiple implementations. You have the one specification for the for the language that contains the syntax. You have another specification for like how the how that's meant to be converted and like how that's meant to work and what's meant to happen when you run a certain function. So the entire like um, internal standard library is going to be specified as well. Um, and you just kind of explain how things should be implemented, and then people can just go, "Oh, cool! Well, I can read the docs." It's literally the difference uh, between uh, people saying, you know, read the fucking manual or read the doc, uh, read the read the code. I would much rather read the manual if there was a manual for me to read. So can we make a manual now, please? Uh, yeah. Have you actually looked at the uh, PHP source code? <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. I, uh, I'd, rather, I'd rather read the manual as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I've made a, a version of PHP that I call Phil HP, and um, all it does is if you try and use Go to, then it embeds the um, it embeds the uh, watch out, Raptors are coming, uh, XKCD. So that code's <laughs> available if anyone's interested. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
I bet there's a huge demand for this. <laughs> I was bored. <laughs> oh man, to be to be British, young, and in New York with spare time. I tell you, it was before I moved. Yeah, I've been a little busy here. Having having so. a isn't always the uh, what it can be. What it's cracked up to be, though. I mean, you look at other languages. Uh, some have been successful in that, and, and some have not. Uh, you know, JavaScript has a tumultuous past at, at best. But you know, even though we've had a spec uh, in ECMAScript for a long time, it is implemented horribly. And, and granted, some of that is on Microsoft not stepping up their game until very, very recently. But some of it is beyond that. Some of it is. Uh, you know, operate from implemented their uh, engine is just different enough that it, it screws you up from now from time to time. And I, I, I guess my point there is that having a spec is a good thing, but that doesn't mean that implementations are going to adhere to, or or that there isn't room for interpretation and, and thus different implementations can. Absolutely. So, so I, I think Jordan, what you're kind of alluding to is pretty interesting because I think if PHP were to get a spec, it would be kind of similar to in JavaScript in the sense that like JavaScript is the language for browser interaction, right? There's like no other option. It's just the choice there is. Wait, what, about what? <laughs> what about Flash? What? What about Flash? So, uh, and then you look at PHP, I'm just going to ignore that. Uh, as a Flash developer, I'm going to ignore that. Um, if you look at PHP, 70 to 80% of the internet right? Being run by PHP. I mean, we're, we're kind of in the same boat. It's like, we actually owe it to the internet to be a little more um, competitive than what we're putting out there mm-hmm. as, in, as in, in performance and interpretation. I think the language itself, I personally love programming in, in, in PHP. And I, I've spent months doing JavaScript and then go back to PHP and being like, oh, there's actually some logic to it, <laughs> right? So, um, like, I, I like the syntax for what it is. And I, I enjoy programming in PHP. Um, but I think a little more competitiveness in the runtimes and the interpretation um, is ultimately would, we, we kind of owe it to the internet to, to allow that, do we not? Yeah, right. And plus to go back to what Jordan was saying then, um, I really like the way you compare it to um, JavaScript and stuff. And, and I completely agree with you saying um, like making standards doesn't necessarily, or making a specification wouldn't solve all the problems, but like it's going to solve a bunch of them. If you, look, if you compare it to, um, to HTML or CSS or any web-based standard, um, before there were like real specs for it, like back in the good old days of Netscape and fucking Mosaic uh, or whatever it was, uh, Mosaic, sorry, um, and and all these different browsers that were all kind of roughly banded around, kind of doing the same HTML, and then eventually they started making specs. Like everyone was pretty much different; you'd have to rewrite shit for everything. Um, but then they started to move towards a spec, and then eventually it was kind of better. And then there were still browsers that do wildly different things. Um, you know, like you have to use ActiveX for this, or you can use JavaScript for this. It, it started to get towards a, a central point. Um, so even even now, like it's not perfect, and various different vendors are kind of implementing extra features or different features. But the differences now, I believe, are much much less than they were ten years ago or something. And and that's kind of where PHP is at the point of being able to sort itself out. We have different vendors. We have Facebook doing one thing. We have Zen doing another. We have other random people doing other random things. Um, and if we can just try and make a spec and, and get them all pointed towards the same direction, then I think that's going to solve a lot of the problems that we're going to start to see over the next few years. I think that, that I think that I, I'm, you know, I would never argue uh, against having a spec and, and my point in bringing up the, the analogy of, of JavaScript and ECMAScript 
um, in particular was that it's taken so long to get from the point of Mosaic and Netscape and uh, and and IE uh, for that to, to you know because ECMAScript has been around for a long time. Um, five was approved in what was it 2009 or something and, and the point is that we've never we still are dealing with these things on a you know i deal with them on a day-to-day basis the different the browser differences with that spec and, and i guess the point is that um, i'm not saying don't do spec i'm saying that this is a long road and the attitude has to be that the people who are going to be working toward that have to be in it for the long haul yeah for sure that's important I mean, people giving up on things is uh, on those on those specs and the implementations for them is another problem. I mean, the Python community has trouble. I think it's it's not C Python. It's it's one of them. J Python, R, R Python. One of them is um, is uh, they only supported version two point four of Python, and they just basically haven't actually followed that up since. So you have one runtime engine implementation that's just using some crusty ass old version of Python, and you just can't use any of the new features because they haven't bothered sorting it out yet. So there are problems. Yeah, right. We're just going to stop development here for a while and address nothing new. <laughs> yeah, it's a tricky situation. But what I really want, I, I want people on internals basically to accept that it's really fucking hard, accept that it is necessary. If somebody says that they would be interested in doing it, then not shout at them and, and tell, say, it's too hard, don't bother. I like people to like, accept that it's hard and try and, try and you know, climb that fucking mountain instead of just shitting all over the idea. Um, and I think we're going to start to see progress. I, I, I want to see it starting soon. If it, even if the specification isn't finished for two years, you know, it'd be great to yeah. get the ball rolling. So, Phil, have you, uh, have you listened to It's the Booze talking with the internal team that they did down at Sunshine? I believe Sunshine that they did it. Oh, no, I didn't. It's actually a great episode from the perspective of what internals has to deal with and stuff like that, right? Being internals, meaning the actual developers who make the language. Um, so as you're saying stuff like that, I, I think it's important to look at it from the, the viewpoint of internals, right? And so um, one thing that's really interesting about the PHP language itself is that it runs 70 80% of the internet, but it doesn't actually have any I may not say any, it doesn't have significant financial backers in the sense that a lot of the internal folks are employed to build on the language itself. Hmm. Other languages have a lot of that, right? Um, so when you say it, it's too hard, you got to remember these internal people, a lot of them are doing it nights and weekends. And instead of building for PHP, they're, they're working on the fucking internals. And so I, I think I say that not to say that you're wrong. I, we want to progress this language and we want to make it better, but there's other problems that we have to solve beyond just the syntax of the language or the comp- comp- um, compilation of the language, right? Mm. At some point, we've got to solve the problem that uh, where are the internal ploy- uh, people who are being employed by a company for the sole purpose of building the internals better? Yeah, I'm, I completely understand that. What is what I don't want to sound like I'm saying is I'm just this guy sitting here saying, hey, you guys should do this thing that I want because get on with it, mate. Um, definitely not the case. What, where, where I get frustrated is that there are people that do want to do the work and that they have offered, it's happened in various things, not just the specification, but when people come forward and say, I would like to do this work and then other people just shout at them or there's political blockers or there's, you know, there's other problems. If, if people are excited about an idea and they want to do the idea and the idea isn't a bad thing, then fuck, you know, 
light a fire under their ass and get them going, you know, get them working on that. That'd be great. Because if, yeah. if they want to do it, they should, um, instead of getting shouted at for silly reasons. But it, yeah, no, I agree with you. But, um, but so that's, that's one degree of it. And the other degree is the full RFC process, right? Yeah. And so, so PHP has to come to a term somewhere where the internal developers can work on what they want to work on, but they can also meet the needs from an, uh, an RFC process, right? So there's, there's a purpose there's an, for an RFC process, right? It is to ensure that the language is progressing in a way that the, the whole of the users, even the internals, uh, thinks it should progress, right? So there, there's a balance to that. And what I hear right now, because the RFC process is so new, is that I hear like some people being like, damn it, we just did this because it was fun. And then on the other end, it's like, we need the RFC because we need this fucking spec to be professional. You know, we're, we, we need to compete with Java and C sharp and shit like that. Right. Mm. So there's, there, we've got to find a balance to that where, where do you think that balance is? Um, it, not entirely sure. I understand the question. Um, I don't know either. I've been drinking, so <laughs> yeah, man, well, I'm kind of tired. I think I understood it as like we don't want people to just hack on whatever if it's not what the community wants. I get that. I don't, we wouldn't want like uh, weekend warriors just to have a little bash at it for a couple of months and go, ah, this is difficult, and then leave it half done, and then everyone's scared of touching the half done monster of an RFC. Like that's fair enough. Um, that is the one hard part of we have these people right now that say they're interested. How do we know they're going to be interested in six months or a year? Um, you don't, but. It, the, the other option really is to just say, well, because we think it's difficult and we don't trust you enough to necessarily work on this thing for free for a year, we just won't bother doing it ever. That's kind of the other, <laughs> the other option, um, which isn't ideal either. It's a, it's a tricky subject. Um, yeah. I'm actually, you know, if you ask me, I'm a, actually a little pissed off at uh, Facebook for releasing hack as opposed to trying to, to work through internals to make PHP better. Well, it, it's, it seems torn. to me. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ben. I'm torn because they they had been working with internals, or at least they've been trying to. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think I think Sarah has from HHVM, right? But did the people who actually came up with Hack is the language? It's it's the same team. Um, so what they've been doing is they've been they've been developing both at the same time. They're they're going through with HHVM. They're implementing uh, various different PHP features at a time. Um, is, am I still good? My screen's doing some weird things. My videos yeah, disappeared. Uh, all right. Well, I'm back. Um, so they've been going through, while they've been developing HHVM, they've been implementing their own syntax features and they've been implementing PHP syntax features, obviously, at the same time. Um, so they've kind of got this generic system where they can implement syntax features as they wish. Um, and there are various features that, because most of their team are PHP developers, um, there's, a lot of P, there's a lot of the developers that there's just the same as me you want to be able to hint on scalar types. They want to be able to say, I would like an integer or a float or a string, right? So uh, as well as implementing PHP via HHVM, They've also implemented these other features that their developers wanted. And what I'm really torn about it myself, uh, Jax, because uh, part of me is saying, like, you bastards, you've released this. Now there's this choice. Do I use PHP or hack? And it's going to confuse some people and cause trouble. But on the other side, it was, you guys have been using this, this code. You're going to run Facebook on hack. You, you know, you've, you've developed this thing, which is cool. If they kind of kept that tucked away, then people would scream at them about that as well. So it's one of those like lose-lose situations but hopefully might have some benefits for, for the php community yeah but the the problem is is like releasing it in hack is that great it's in hack it's in this other language and there's this beautiful vm hhvm which actually runs faster than the zen engine that's fine and dandy 
but you lose that whole install base that you have. You're starting over, right? And so yeah, um, it, it's great that they brought it to the language in a roundabout right, um, but it's I don't think it'll ever have the impact that PHP has had in, 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 in pure number of market share, right? For sure, yeah. I don't feel like it's going to get the same number of installs. I mean, I was trying to think through a use case. I was chatting to Zach Miller yesterday about when I'd actually use it, and it's probably fucking never. Like, when I'm working on a silly project with um, me and Zach made that, madeinproduction.com, buy your T-shirts today and help pay for my tab. Um, when when we make a website like that, literally no one gives a shit about what language we use. We did it in Python just to troll people. Um, and uh, we could have used hack for that. It wouldn't matter. Like, in, in two months, if we decide, oh, we should change from hack to fucking Erlang, no one cares because it would take us a couple of days to re- recode it, right? But you can't create a distributed application. Like, the hack team contacted me about Pyro CMS and said, would you like to run Pyro CMS on hack? And I said, I'd love to, but I can't ever fucking do it. That's never going to be a possibility. Unless I want to make 1% of my income, that would be, you know, it's not going to work. Right. So it's, it's a really weird position where... I think I'm glad they open sourced it, but I'm not ever going to use it. <laughs> yeah, well, we actually had a conversation about supporting it at my day job. So we have a lot of um, kind of like we'll build an app and then it'll, it'll stay running for a while. And we'll do maintenance on it, but it you know doesn't really go away ever, or at least it takes a while. So it's a, it's a good place where if hack is stable, we could use it and we could be happy with it because basically all their PHP skills translate over and we don't have to worry about dynamic typing bullshit. Mm-hmm. So it could be a nice little niche for it, but it's so young that who knows if Facebook will really still support it in two years. And so that leads us in the position of supporting this old ass language in three years if they ditch it. You know? Yeah. The one, right. the one benefit you do have there is that they're saying they're going to uh, implement it in Facebook. So if Facebook is running hack, then they're probably not going to ditch it. Doesn't Facebook have like a history of ditching things? Well, they've stuck with PHP for the long haul just because they can't be bothered to get rid of it. But. <laughs> I mean, you get a couple million lines of, of, of a code base, you're going to be stuck with it, you know? Right. And, so that's why they're switching to Hack, or they're, I think they're currently on Hack. Like they're currently yeah. using that already. So I think they're probably going to be supporting that for a while. But. I don't know. They just agree their founders. I can't imagine what else they could ditch. <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> Yeah, the, the twins and the uh, their their first CFO, which is a founder. Don't don't you didn't you ever see the uh, the the movie that came out on that? No, no I'm, just, I'm just never kidding. got around to it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I, I think it's I I the, I am torn with HHVM and, and Hack because uh, first of all, it do, what it does is it spurs the conversation in the PHP community. It's like, oh shit, do we really should we really consider static typing? Uh, yeah. and, and, and should we consider it in a way that they've did it, right? Because there's, there's a beautifulness to PHP being dynamic. And I was, I've been listening to a lot of uh, JavaScript's um, basic uh, conversations like on Google Tech Talks and whatnot, um, and where like the guy on the, the wrote JavaScript, the good parts, I forget his name, uh, was talking about uh, JavaScript should be dynamic because that's what makes the language what it is and the benefits that it has, right? And so there's, I mean, there's a whole conversation that had around PHP and static versus dynamic, right? Um, I'm, I'm not smart enough to have that conversation. I'm not going to have that conversation. <laughs> uh, but I, I love at least the conversation. But you're smart enough to know that you shouldn't have that conversation. Well, uh, which I'm, is the I'm, best kind of intelligence, yeah. Yeah, I'm not drunk enough to 
to know that I shouldn't have that conversation. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, the conversation should be had, right? It's like, as we continue to progress the language, like six or seven, whatever we're going to do, um, should it have stat- like an optional statically typed class system, right? Or variable yeah. system. Um, I, I think it's good to have that conversation. Um, I agree that having the conversation is, is a great step and I would never discourage that. I just, hope that the conversation actually gets resolved at some point or, or moves on to either a different conversation related or results in, in some action. And I think that's one of the problems that the PHP community has had in the past is that a lot of these conversations go nowhere. Yeah. The, the one thing that uh, is really helpful about Hack, actually, another one of the, the benefits is that because it has the much smaller user base, because it's much newer, uh, because it hasn't got the old, uh, you know, Cludge of internals to kind of slowing it down with their democracy <laughs> um, is that it could basically do what it wants in a certain way. Like it can add new features, it can add generics, it can add uh, strict. Uh, they they have some sort of strict mode where like if you try using a variable that doesn't exist, it just freaks out. Uh, like yeah. they can they can try and implement these things in a way. Um, and then what they've done in the past is there's been a few features they've just bunged them into hack and then they've you know created an, uh, Sarah's created a an RFC to try and get it into PHP. And I think that's quite a good way of looking at things. Like if hack is the experimental language, not to suggest that they're going to break their shit all the time, but if they can move at a slightly faster pace, which they've already proven proven that they can uh, than PHP, then they kind of act as a testing ground for things that we can implement ourselves. Um, over time, that it will probably, it could end up diverging so much that that ability kind of gets yeah. lessened. But um, it does seem like it'd be useful for now. So... So I, I think that's a great sentiment. The only problem is is that when you say open source, um, I think there's a um, kind of a myth. Not myth. Uh, I think there's a disconnect between what open source really means, right? So it's yeah. open source in the sense that we can look at the code and we can submit pull requests. It's not open source in the sense that we can actually get pull requests into it. Completely Facebook yeah. full Facebook is not going to allow a pull request in that is not going to be toward uh, advantageous toward their business goals. Yeah, I really, I really hope that they would. I hope that they do. I mean, it, well, it, it's it's yet to be seen, right? So it's so yeah. new. I say that six months from now, I could be eating my hat. Who who knows? But uh, I think historically, I've never seen you without that hat. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I I have multiple hats. A couple of meals. Uh, yeah, but I I think uh, I think if you look historically toward companies who have as much control over a language as uh, Facebook has over Hack, you'll see that it tends to sway toward things only go into the language that benefit the company itself. Yeah, I can see that. That was the problem we had with Coding Motor for the longest time where Ellis Lab just would not let you submit code. Like I had I had code changes take three years to get into the core, which wound me the fuck up. Um, but eventually they open sourced it because people screamed about it enough and eventually it was good. Uh, put it on yeah. Bitbucket, didn't really help anyone. Then they put it on GitHub and that did help someone. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe it'll open source in the future, but I definitely agree that just because the code's free doesn't mean it's open source. It's uh, no. a tricky one. It is a tricky one, but I, I have hopes, man. I, you know, it, it's, it's again, like you said, if they can use it as a test bed for all these features that the internals are having a longer discussion about, um, to prove these features are beneficial to the language, then great. I, I fully support it. That's fantastic. It, yeah. Again, it's not going to replace PHP for me because it's not going to have 70% of the internet install base. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's it for me. And that also seems like a fairly good place to, uh, to start to wind things up. Um, yeah. Did we tell you guys about our, um, what is it, favorite thing of the week, Ben? Do you want to get, take a head? 
There's yeah, no more questions so we've been anyway. doing a little thing where we uh, we each pick like you know, hey, what's a what's a cool thing to recommend? Just a tool or a, a SaaS or whatever that people might find interesting. So uh, while you guys think mine of the week is going to be New Relic, they do uh, you know, some pretty awesome performance monitoring, error tracking, stuff like that for most major languages, including PHP. And they have the, this new thing out now with the browser support, so it'll track browser profiling on your, your front-end JavaScript side of things, um, along with all the way through to like what those endpoints were and your queries and all that kind of stuff. Also, uh, front-end JavaScript error tracking. So it's it's pretty cool, like all-in-one solution for profiling your entire app. Uh, I'll jump in. So uh, I don't use this IDE yet, but I very well may. Uh, as of now, WebStorm uh, version was it eight just released today or yesterday, uh, and it includes support for SpyJS, which is a JavaScript tracing tool. It also has Grunt and Bower support, so you can actually run your Grunt commands and, and uh, manage your Bower dependencies uh, for front-end development in the uh, in the editor. And uh, it uh, we have a couple people in my company that use it and, and really love it, so I'm. Uh, with that new version dropping and with that support, I might, I might actually start using that. Uh, I guess, Phil, you want me to jump in here? Um, I hit some button. I don't know what's going on here. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. All right. I, I hit a button. I don't know what the fuck happened. Uh, <laughs> He's working uh, on his phone. Give him a break. Yeah, right. Yeah, I came so unprepared. But I have alcohol because I thought I was drinking with Phil, but Phil had to run out and get beer. Um, <laughs> I mean, can I be that, that the douche to say, uh, you know, vert PHP um, as my <laughs> tool? Because <laughs> that's what we're here so, talking right. about. A couple of weeks ago, me and uh, Phil did our books. So Yeah, right. All right. So, so the first thing is vert PHP. No, the problem is, is that... Uh, I, I don't spend a lot of times I, I don't know I, I don't spend a lot of times digesting a lot of new tools. Um, uh, what I really have been focused on um, is like I've been re reviewing a lot of the internals on the PHP, looking at the code base and looking at all those different types the, the ways that all that works, the uh, sappies, how that works and whatnot. The other thing I've been uh, spending a lot of time on is I've I've run through like ten or twenty uh, Google Tech talks. Um, I don't, you know, those things are pretty awesome and they just kind of throw them up on YouTube for free. And that's, that's pretty amazing. Um, other than that, something kind of, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, who, who's this guy on the channel? Because he's spot on. <laughs> or she, Brian, Brian Gallagher. Yeah. Yeah. He or she, I don't know. Brian Gallagher. Yeah. He, he spot on alcohol. Um, other than that, man, you know, I, I spend a lot of my time digesting a lot of podcasts now, uh, it, and trying to stay diverse. Um, I like listening to like JavaScript Jabber, uh, dev hell. Uh, and then I get into like this really, uh, this, this current events podcast called common sense with Dan Carlton. Um, so that, that's where I'm spending a lot of my extra time is, is like leading, like trying to understand what other languages are doing and how they're doing it well. So I can bring it back to PHP and uh, also trying to uh, understand uh, what's going on in our world. Right. Like 
if you want to have a podcast about like a conspiracy theories, I'll, I'll sit here for a couple of hours and chat with you, but I, I'll, I won't dive into it tonight. <laughs> that sounds awesome. We'll have to do it as pseudonyms. I don't want to start talking about the moon landing under my actual name. That's not. <laughs> well, you got a visa to worry about me. I'm a, I'm a citizen. So. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, uh, I have to say that I completely believe that the America is amazing. Uh, they landed on the moon before anyone else. Uh, Russia is terrible. Please let me back into this country. I have a girlfriend here. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be pissed. Um, wow. That sounds good. Common sense sounds good. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to, I've written it down. Cool. Uh, actually, on that line, um, I have a cool thing. Um, it's a really funny bugle, uh, really funny podcast called uh, The Bugle, uh, B-U-G-L-E. And um, it's a bunch of Brits taking the piss out of America, which is fun. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know if you did you see are you a Daily Show fan you know John Oliver he yeah. took over for a little while he's another English lad uh, from, from up north he's and, also on uh, Community Community yeah he's hilarious um, he plays the alcoholic Brit or as we like to call it the Brit um, and uh, yeah it's just really funny they, they basically just make fun of, of just all the political moves that are happening and everything around the world uh, so that's something you should definitely check out it's really good fun um, and I have another thing uh, request bin I, I found this ages ago and then came uh, and then forgot what it was called. Um, but basically, if you're working with something like Stripe and you need to have uh, you need to basically develop around webhooks. You know when you have some website that's trying to post you JSON um, and you don't know where that is, and because you're developing locally, there's no way for Stripe.com to talk to your computer. So you can use Request Bin uh, just to make a random endpoint, and then it will throw a, it will. It will record the request that that third-party service makes. So Stripe will hit request bin. Then you can save all the information, view all the headers, view the JSON, and then you can copy that to make your own requests against your your own dev box. So that's really fucking useful. And I'm going to link to it on uh, on phptownhall.com just so next time I forget the name, I know what it's called. So <laughs> that's my thing. And on that, I think we're done. I think we might have gone over a little, but uh, we it was a good chat. It was a pleasure. You can edit out Jacques slurring. And... <laughs> I, I currently look incredibly bleary-eyed and I have a bright red face, so I think we're all doing a little bit uh, not great. Well, um, you know, i got to make up for Phil not drinking hard this time, so, right? So <laughs> I, it's like, I'll, I'll tackle it, you know. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm amazed we got through the whole thing without mentioning shoe fights. <laughs> wait, I haven't heard this story. Wait, wait, kid. Can I can I tell Ben the story? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so Ben, two uh, two true Norse ago, uh, Phil and I met for the first time, uh, and we did a it's a booze talking, and the whole time Phil and I were like, "You want to fight? You want to go out? You want to take it outside and fight?" At the end of the conversation, we took it outside the fight, and we got outside, and we we're like, "Well, what do we do now?" And Phil's like, "Well, I need cigarettes," so we walked to the convenience store. <laughs> You missed out uh, the part about it being a shoe fight. We were specifically oh, going to take off shoes and hit them with each other. All that's right. right. I'm sorry. All right. So <laughs> there's going to be a specific shoe fight. All right. But uh, this is where it really gets interesting. So we go to the gas station and we um, – Phil goes in. Uh, we go in. We buy stuff. We come out and Phil's like, oh, shit, I forgot to buy the cigarettes. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll wait for you. So Phil goes in to buy the cigarettes and he never comes out or something. I don't know what the fuck happened. Uh, I, I lose him. Basically, we're like four blocks, half a mile away for, from uh, the hotel, and Phil disappears. And I start walking back to the hotel, and I get to the hotel, and I f- start feeling really fucking guilty. I'm like, shit, where the fuck is Phil? And so I start walking back to the gas station. I walk all the way back to the gas station, never see this son of a bitch. 
I'm like, oh, fuck. And so I walked back to the hotel and I was like, fuck it. I just go upstairs to my hotel room. I apparently threw my phone across the room. I was so drunk. I was just like, fuck it. There's my phone. And I <laughs> fell into the bed and passed out. And then like my roommate, who I just met on this trip as well, Brett uh, from Foxy Cart, uh, apparently had like stuff towels under me because I was like gagging the whole night because I was going to throw up or some yeah. shit. I don't know. <laughs> of course. Right? But apparently Phil like took a different way back to the hotel that ended up with briars and shit in his clothes. And then he ends up at the bar buying rounds for everybody <laughs> and yells at the barmaid for, <laughs> for some shit because he forgot he was in Canada and there's a conversion to the, the cost of the money. <laughs> and he, he, you're even charging me. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so apparently he leaves without paying his bill. And then he comes back and acts like nothing happens pays his bill and then goes goes to the hotel room <laughs> no actually i didn't end up paying it that night what what ended up happening was um, i was checking out and they were like oh and we added that uh 80 80 charge and i was like what 80 dollar charge and they're like, oh from the bar and i was like mm, what are you talking about and they're like well apparently had an altercation with the barmaid and, <laughs> and she she just thought it'd be easier to put it on your bar tab wait was, like, was oh, the bar okay. attached to the hotel or was this yeah like, yeah so i had to walk past and i was just like uh, sorry enough uh, just <laughs> it was a it was a funny night um the yeah that was that was good times for everyone i think basically i'd uh, i walked out of the petrol station instead of going left i went right and then i just walking around in you know the middle of uh, the outskirts of toronto somewhere for a while being like where the fuck am i and then eventually i kind of recognized the hotel and just walked in a straight line towards the hotel through trees and over a highway and <laughs> it was uh, it was a pretty funny first meeting so jack's gonna yeah. handle his whiskey better than i apparently I don't know, man. You, you're the one that went to the bar and continued to drink. I went to the hotel room and threw up and threw my phone across the hotel room or some shit. I don't yeah. know. I think I spent the rest of that evening sit, uh, trying to sit on Anthony Ferreira's lap. So that was good. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that seems like a, that seems like a great place to leave it. <laughs> I'm cool. properly embarrassed. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good times. Um, I, I now I now uh, calm it down a little bit at conferences. Um, I, and uh, I'll be there with... But there with no duels, you know, a non-alcoholic beverage and a glass of water. That's generally how I roll. Well, if I, uh, as, as long as I can help you grow as a person, Phil, that's all. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So I think it's a good time to call it quits. Um, thank you very much for coming on, everybody. Um, what conference is you guys going to be at next? Actually, quick one, Jax, and then. Uh, I this year I will probably be going back to True North. Okay. Um, uh, hopefully submit a talk or two, uh, maybe one around for PHP. So, uh, maybe grumpy will accept that. Uh, if not, I'll come up with some other shit. You have to tests. Talk about. Yeah. Huh? As long as we have tests, he'll, he'll be okay with it. Right, right. Well, Hey, we're a hundred percent code coverage, baby. There you so, go. Winner. All right. So yeah. people want to chat to you. They can see you at true North next year. Hopefully. How about you, Jordan? Uh, so I'll be doing um, uh, a talk at jQuery UK next month in Oxford, and then the month after that, I'll be presenting at Dutch PHP in Amsterdam in June. Um, both of those are talks on JavaScript testing, which is what I focus on right now. Sweet. Uh, ben, go anything? I'm not sure yet. My schedule's pretty busy up until much in the summer, so I'm going to look for something later in the year, hopefully. Nice. Um, I've got four going up in South Africa, which is going to be crazy town. There's a, there's a, in, in the space of two weeks, there's like four different events happening. There's uh, a quick meetup on the second. Um, and then there's, I'm given a talk on the fourth and fifth at uh, 
Johannesburg, PHP. Um, then we're going to Cape Town. I'm doing another talk there about uh, about the fig. Um, and then we're doing a Q&A session with me, um, Dustin White, and Rasmus Lerdorf. So that's going to be interesting. I have to try and not shout at him about how procedural code sucks. So, That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm going to not drink for that one, I think. So, um, yeah, so if anyone is going to be in South Africa, let me know. Um, and I'm going to try and do a PHP Town Hall one with Air, actually. That's probably going to be the next episode. So we'll see how that goes. Just a whole bunch of drunk South Africans chatting away. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, good times. Great. So thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks for joining us, you guys. And uh, we'll talk to you all fairly soon.